everybody. Um, I'm here today with Seema Shah. She's a solutions engineer at VMware based in the UK. Um, welcome Seema. Thank you. Um, hello everyone. My name is Seema. Um, I am a enterprise solutions engineer here at, in the UK at VMware. Um, a little bit about myself. I am from West Midlands um, in the UK in England and I basically have an Asian background. So for those who don't know what that means, it means that basically most of my sisters, I have four of them, they were married by the age of 18 and then were told to basically have everything managed for them by their husbands. Um, but I, I kind of, you know, wasn't happy with that kind of lifestyle being, you know, in the UK, growing up in the Western world. And um, so I decided to sort of break that cycle and, um, and just went ahead and, and, and started you know, going into college, going into university. And then as soon as I came out of university, I joined VMware and coming up to five years within VMware now. So it, it has been an incredible journey. Um, and there's a lot I can share with, with everyone that's listening to this or watching this um, that they can probably take on as well. Well, I'm already intrigued. So you say you have four sisters. Uh, do you also have brothers, by the way? I do. I have four brothers as well. Oh, wow, you come from a really big family. That's so great. Yeah. I love big. I myself, I only have three siblings, but that already counts as a big family, actually, in our <laughs> time. So great. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, the question, your sisters all did the traditional thing and they married uh, early and, and um, settled for that traditional life. Are you the youngest? I am. I'm the youngest sister, but I do have a younger brother, though, however. And um, so I, I've kind of, um, so I lost my mother way too early when I was only about nine, 10 years old. And, um, and then my dad remarried and settled in, um, in Pakistan. Um, so we were, we were in the UK with our siblings um, where my sister brought me up um, and sort of taught me everything. And then when she got married, I then had to bring up my younger brother who is luckily now in university. So um, he's about five years younger than me. So um, it was kind of difficult trying to manage my college as well as putting him through secondary school and making sure I attended the, the, um, the parents' evening, which is, I have a funny story about that. I went to my younger brother's um, parents' evening and the head teacher stopped me at the door and said, where's your uniform? And I, and I was I was like, I'm one of the guardians of people here so I need to kind of go and speak to his teacher and he was like oh I'm, I'm really sorry I'm really sorry and um, because I look like a, I looked like a child back then myself so it was kind of yeah it was a bit strange but um it, it was kind of like a, a really funny thing at the time um but it was it's hard to now I look back at it I think yeah okay I don't know how I did it but at the time I didn't really think too much for, of it I just sort of got on with what my responsibility was at the time um and I think what what was kind of strange and now I look back at it is that responsibility is just given to you automatically um, because it, it, I don't want to say it straight up, but mainly because you're a woman and you're sort of expected to handle everything to do with the house, the cooking, the cleaning, and then also bringing up a child who was also much younger than you. Um, as if, you, that, as if you have this natural ability to do these things, 
exactly having any training I mean yeah and having to learn how to cook because I never learned how to cook and and I had to then and then that actually sort of you know came along quite well because um I love cooking now I absolutely love it um but back then I remember sort of um making mince a mince meat like from chicken mince and I put loads of water in it and start boiling it up and it was kind of it was when I was looking at it it looked disgusting I was like oh I'm sure I can't, I can't give this to my younger brother <laughs> to eat because <laughs> I just didn't know how to cook um but I got there eventually I started you know learning slowly bit by bit um so yeah it, it, I did get there eventually um it's just it was a slow process this is uh, um, what I'm thinking about when I hear this story is so they gave you such an incredible amount of responsibility at a young age without even questioning whether you have the abilities to do that, because there is this traditional mold that you're put in when you are of Asian descent and, and from a traditional family. Um, but it seems that you managed, even though this pressure was put on you, uh, to break that mold and actually do something completely different. I find that that really amazing. So, how how did you manage to to um, combine these two roles, going to college and um, going to university, studying this male-dominated field? I think you you studied computer science, if I'm correct. Yeah. So at the same time, take care of your brother and, and fulfill that role. So I think it comes from uh, mostly, even though I was looking after everything and, and paying rent and everything at that time, um, luckily in the UK, for those that are not aware, we do get a lot of support from the government um, when it comes to money related things. So um, I had um, the council was really helpful in terms of benefits. And then also I had a, um, a, a lady assigned to me from uh, health services because of my young age. Um, they assigned a lady who would come and check in on us from time to time to make sure that we were okay. So the government was quite helpful. Um, and when it came to college, going into college and then going to university later on, I think naturally I just sort of had to manage my time effectively. Um, making sure that by the time I finished college or by the time I finished, um, you know, university, I had to be home or, you know, when I was leaving in the morning, make sure the breakfast was ready and that, that my younger brother, Norman, he was ready to go. And, and when I came back home, that something was already cooked for him to eat. Um, and then doing homeworks with him at nighttime while I was doing my assignments. So we would just sit together and we would just sort of get on with these things and I would help him out where I could. Um, so it was mostly to do with, you know, organizing my time correctly, making sure that I can give enough time to him and that he comes back home when he would go out to play with his friends, playing football or games, that he would come home at time and he would go to sleep at time, wake up at time, have breakfast and then get on with his day as well. So most of it just sort of came from organizing my time correctly. Mm -hmm that I can do every single thing that I needed to do during the day. Um, and looking back now, those years just flew by because we never, I guess we never really experienced childhood, uh, or at least I didn't experience childhood, um, the things that you're supposed to go through, because you're never given the opportunity to do these things. And then when I was in college, I was the only girl in the class. So um, to actually, you know, again, feeling isolated um, within the class as well, because I, I don't know if, if you've always 
if, if you come across this, but um, there is, I know there's a stereotype of men in IT and I kind of experienced that firsthand when I was in college and they couldn't speak to me. They couldn't communicate with me. Um, and when I would communicate with them, they just wouldn't be able to communicate back with me. So, and I was quite shy myself, to be fair. So I couldn't really go out and, and party or do anything like that either. So it was it was quite a lonely time. Uh, but when I moved to university, things did get for the better. Um, I had, there was three of us. So there was three females in the entire course. Um, and it was about 70 students. So it's, you know, three out of 70 were, were female. And we all just sort of, you know, naturally created this group of us just coming together and, and becoming strong together, where we would help each other, we'd be able to you know, communicate, have lunch together, and then sort of grow it out that way. Um, and then we had, you know, the guys sort of joined our group as well, and that, that just naturally grew. So there was a lot of support in, in university um, in the course, but unfortunately in college there wasn't, but that's changed quite a lot nowadays. Um, I was speaking to the young professionals um, organization the other day, and there were a lot of females in there. There were a lot of women that are joining the tech industry that are looking at apprenticeship um, in, in our company to, to join and learn more about hypervisors and tech in general. It's a huge change between the last 10, 10 years, because mm -hmm. when I was in college, that was 10 years ago. So it has been a massive change in in the society and how women are actually becoming more and more powerful so um i feel that at a very young age you have we're actually living the life of a single mother mm -hmm. you know um taking care of a child obviously your brother did have a lot of childhood because you made sure he had a childhood you're talking about making doing homework with him letting him go out to play while you were organizing this life around so you had this experience a lot of women have later in life of being solely responsible for someone else and trying to actually organize their life around someone else while trying to achieve something and then you go, went to college where you had this experience um, of, that a lot of women in IT have of being a single woman in the room with a lot of men who don't know what to do with them. And what I'm wondering while I'm hearing your story, which is such a powerful story of, of showing what you're capable of as a woman, even at a young age, is um, what skills did you think you developed during that time that are helping you now you are in the workforce? Because I feel that a lot of these um, things you had to do brought you forward and made you the person that you are, a strong young woman who is actually very um, successful at VMware. Yeah, um, I think in general, it was organization skills, of course, and making sure that time is managed correctly. And then, communication is, is such a huge thing and it, i know communication skills is is something that keeps on growing but me as a when i was younger i was very shy and i, I couldn't speak to anyone and and to where i am now i just you know i talk a lot now <laughs> and that because I, I finally have that that skill, that that power of my voice to be heard, and I can openly talk about these experiences now. Back then, it was so difficult for me to actually talk about my pain or talk about the struggle that I was going through because in in my family, it was so normal because my sister went through it and my other sisters went through it. So 
you know, I wasn't something special that, you know, all of these bad things were happening to me. Um, so this, the support that you get from, from around you, the people, it's, it can make or break people. And it could have broken me, but luckily, you know, I was able to kind of, you know, fight through it with my younger brother and communicating it with my younger brother as well was quite effective for me generally over time you know you become more of a caring person you have a more caring personality and that is even today in my job role is something that i use that skill to actually show empathy to actually show my emotions effectively mm-hmm. and the tech that we talk about today is very exciting so when i talk about tech and i talk about my you know what I'm trying to um, explain to a customer. They see the excitement come through, and I'm just like, you know, you've got to try this. You have to use this. These are the benefits that it brings to you, and that excitement and being able to show those emotions um, in in different ways is what I've learned over the years to be able to come out to come out with all of this and bring my own energy into the room. That's a very important point you made. So one of these very important skills that you need to have as a solution engineer is actually around um, emotions, empathy, Mm -hmm. and the other one is communication. So since you already started talking about what you like about your job, obviously, and what skills you use, maybe you want to talk a little bit about what it is like being a solution engineer, what you do in that role and what your day looks like. Yeah, so my day is um, nowadays, of course, with the the virtual environment is extremely, it does get extremely busy, where you have a zoom after zoom call, so you do get a bit zoom fatigued. And however, the role that I do is so close to the tech that we're selling. And the tech that we're talking to our customers about, it's actually brings a, an outcome for the business, but also for the people that we're selling to. So my role is to, to make the job of my customer easier for them and make the business outcomes more achievable for them as well. So I explain to them what the technology does, how it can benefit them achieve their goals. And if they can achieve their goals and they're happy and their management's happy with them, they will be happier with us as a vendor. So that's basically my role is is to help them understand the benefits that the technology brings at VMware. And we a lot of people assume we're only talking about technology to do with hypervisors or software defined management of networking and storage and the cloud management side of things. But it is more than that. It's a lot more than that. We're talking about 5G technologies. We're talking about uh, augmented virtual realities, machine learning, AI. We're talking about what's new, what's close. And then we're talking about the underlying infrastructure that needs to be ready for all these new tech to be used on. And that conversation when we we start from the latest and greatest and then look at under the bonnet basically of what the infrastructure needs to look like to run these cool things that's what the the customers like to see as well the customers don't want to know about you know what version of hardware you're using or you know is it is it hp is it dell they don't care about those things um because ultimately for them that becomes a tin And the tin is nothing without the software. So we need that software running effectively on on top of that hardware to make it what it is for the applications. So that's the kind of stuff that I do a day-to-day job. Um, That's just my day job. I mean, outside of the day job, there is so much more. (laughs) Um, Let me know. 
So um, part of VMware, we have this thing called CTO Ambassador Program, um, and I'm sure you're very familiar with that. And it's basically for us to discuss the new tech out there and how we can be closer to that technology and what more VMware can do to support our customers with these new technologies. So we're working very, very closely with these new tech. Um, and when you hear our CTO, um, Joe Bagley, talk about these, he's very passionate about these technologies. He's very passionate about data. He's very passionate about you know, what we can do with that data as well. So having working with those people, and I work with great minds, these people are geniuses. So me coming into the table, I do get a bit intimidate, intimidated by you know all these great minds. These people have so much experience in me. And how am I ever going to be able to keep up with these people? You know, you become a bit of like an imposter syndrome type of thing. Um, but I think the way Joe and a lot of people put it to me is the experience that they have, the stuff that they know and that they've worked on doesn't really exist anymore because it's been replaced with all these new greatest technologies and you grew up with these latest and greatest technologies so you are actually more closer to the tech than we are mm -hmm. and you would know more about how to we, how we can use it for the greater good mm -hmm. so for anyone watching this if you're a younger woman or if you're a woman who is looking into changing careers and you you want to come into tech this is the power that you bring into this industry is you're new to this and you're going to know about the latest and greatest and that's what's relevant today that's what we care about we don't care about you know how data centers used to be run 50 60 years ago or you know however many years when they existed but what we care about how ai and machine learning can benefit businesses today mm -hmm. that's what we care about and that's what you're going to be bringing to the table so experience is great but it's not necessarily needed because what we need from you is what you know about the tech today. This is a very important point as well. So what we need today in tech is diversity, not only diversity of genders, but also diversity of age. This is a very, very, very important thing to have because the perspective on what we are going through in technology is a very different one. So I can feel immediately when you talk this excitement that you have around the whole digital trans transformation that we're going through and the role that VMware is playing in it. And I think that's something we have to tell women out there and young women out there or even not as young women with someone coming from outside or being younger brings an, a unique perspective on the whole thing and everyone has something to contribute and that's why it's so important to have more diversity within our conference rooms within our um, workforce right yeah absolutely and i think if you look at the the play store today um or any of the you know app stores um online Although most of them have been built by men, but these things needs to be closer to women as well. So I, I use applications for monitoring everything every day. And one of them, I mean, closer to every woman is our menstrual cycles. And we need to monitor those. And who would know more about a menstrual cycle than the woman themselves? So we point, because some of these apps that men build don't even health apps don't even have that. I mean, yeah. because they wouldn't think about that, right? Exactly. And that's the benefit and the insights that women can bring in. Like menopause, how do you help with that? There is apps available that are built by women for women to help them come across these issues and then fight through them. Because 
uh, from a health perspective, we go through different things as men. So to have tech help us deal with those things, we need more and more women bringing those insights. And we're not specifically talking about programming. We're not, we're not asking you to, to come in and program these things for us, but at least share the insight. You know, tell us what you would like to have in an application. What would you like to see? And then let the developers amongst you, whoever wants to develop, can come in and, and develop those. Or we could work in a team where you can bring the insight and then they can help develop those things. So that that's one of the greatest reasons why we need more and more women. It's a different thought processes from the everyday mid, middle-aged people, like, you know, not to be, you know, stereotypical, but the middle-aged men that we normally have in IT, moving away from that and then bringing in the new diverse environment. I think especially as technology permeates our lives more and more, there's no, um, I think there's no area within our lives that doesn't include some kind of digitalization nowadays. So comes starts with buying a ticket for the train and, and even in, in at night when I tell Alexa she should set my, my alarm for the morning, there's technology everywhere and everyone uses it a little bit different. That's why it's important to have different people working on these things, not just middle-aged white men, which yeah are. i mean it's not this is not derogative or anything it's just the way it is at the moment and we are trying to change that and i think uh, uh to, i seem to remember that you're also part of this diversity and inclusion initiatives that we are having within vmware because this is also a topic that you are passionate about right yeah so, so i work very closely with with a number of people and one of the focus areas for me is how can we bring new talent within vmware and most importantly when they are within vmware how can we retain that talent keep them within vmware make sure that they feel empowered making sure that they feel um, as part of the team integrated within the team and and how can we help them grow as a person and when I started within VMware, I, like I said, I was a very shy person. And for me to communicate my thoughts, of course, was quite difficult. Um, and I remember my, my, old, my manager before the current one, he, he came to visit us in Ireland where the graduate program was. And I didn't speak to him because I was too afraid to speak to people. I was too afraid to speak to anyone that was in a higher role than I am. And that was probably because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't comfortable with it. I just was, you know, for some reason, I just thought it wasn't okay. And the rest of the, the ladies that I was with, they were fully comfortable with this kind of stuff. And then after the support and the, the teaching and all the education from the graduate program, they taught us the, the people skills. They taught us the technical skills. And with all those skills and everything that I could bring, all of my confidence came and I was able to communicate. And when I moved back into the UK, I remember my manager at the time telling me, I remember you couldn't even speak to me. And now I can't, you can't stop talking. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, he was like, that's a huge difference. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's the, if you, as long as you're in a supportive environment mm -hmm. and people can support you, you can grow, you can thrive, you can reach the skies. Um, I, when I was in my placement year and I was working with a, a manufacturing firm at the time, I remember leaving that place and thinking to myself, I am never coming back into this company again. Mm -hmm. After the way it was, because I was the only girl in the IT team and the guys just didn't know how to handle that. And they were, 
they would always give me the tasks that they didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And it was always building computers or, you know, pixie booting them from the network. And how can we, you know, educate the people around the office? They didn't want to do that. So they were like, oh, see, we can do that. Mm-hmm. No, you go and work in the basement, start building the computers. Mm-hmm. And when I left that place, I didn't feel like I grew at all. I didn't gain anything. I just sort of had to get it done and out of the way. And leaving that place, I was like, I am not coming back. Mm-hmm. And now I'm here within VMware. I'm coming to five years and I don't want to leave because it's been it's been so great. Um, you're, you're the second person who actually tells me about how they grew and benefited from being in the grad pro and uh, the new grad program. So it seems that this program we have um, created is a very supportive and uh, environment. And I feel that I can actually hear it from you how much you have grown and how much you have uh, progressed in these very few years and and I remember talking to Hilda and she told me that she feels that the grad program kind of catapulted her in her career like maybe 10 years earlier. So mm-hmm. do you feel that way as well? Yeah, absolutely. Like in in terms of the support um from the the team. Mm-hmm. The access to management within VMware. There's no hierarchy within VMware. And I'm sure you've noticed that as well. If I want to go and speak to our CTO, I can sort of message him, I can reach out to him, that's not a problem, right? The only thing that would be stopping me is my own inner self, if I'm not confident enough. And everyone within VMware will tell you, you need that confidence, and you you can do it, the can do attitude within VMware. And the access to management really helps from mentoring you, um, and one thing I do also within VMware is reverse mentoring. And that is basically how can we help the leadership team work more closely and more effectively with the younger generation that comes in within VMware? Um, because the management styles needs to adapt to that generation. They need to adapt the way they, you know, I, I guess some would call micromanagement, but although VMware doesn't have that, there is some aspects that still needs to be changed to adapt to the younger generation, the, the new talent that comes within VMware. And the work-life balance within VMware has been incredible. It's the amount of control that you're giving with the, of your own life, of your own work. It's, it's just so helpful. And every manager that I've ever had has been, you can share all your thoughts with them, your personal issues, your work issues, and they will help you in all aspects. And that's the difference that you see working um, from the graduate program all the way to where I am today. It wouldn't, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the support that my managers gave me. That's such a such a great testimony for VMware, and I'm glad that you're really happy here. Um, I'm thinking, so you would obviously recommend working for VMware. Mm-hmm. I can hear that. What else would you actually recommend to young women starting out um, with a career? What do you think you should do to actually progress, find a space where you feel comfortable, find a job that you love doing? So as long as you're passionate about the work that you do, you should go and do it. Don't let your inner self tell you you can't do something. Have that confidence to fight back. Have that confidence to say, I will do this. Think of the worst that can happen. You know, you're pushed back or you'll, you fail, but you'll get up again and you'll fight back again. So have that confidence to go out there and fight, fight for your right, fight for the passion that you have and just just do it. I would like like Nike says, just do it. Um, Because 
the that's the only thing that normally holds us back is our inner self you know the only the, the bad side of our brain that tells us you can't do it or you'll fail or something bad will happen don't listen to that and just be confident and go and, and speak to anyone in the management of any company that you're working with share your thoughts share your ideas and ask them to mentor you because they've gone through the same stuff that you have the troubles that you have and they can mentor you on into the right direction and if you are interested in tech don't be intimidated by, you know, men being in tech or, or, oh, it's all programming or, oh, it's, it's too technical for me and I'm too scared of it. There are an incredible amount of jobs out there. I don't do programming day to day. I don't do anything at the architecture level today, but I work so closely with customers. My role is technical, my title is in a, as an engineer, and I still don't do any programming or any of those things. So there is incredible amount of jobs that you can do with your people skills. As long as you have creative thinking, a can do attitude and the people skills, you can achieve anything in the tech world. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying, and that's something I heard from a lot of women is try, don't self-reject, speak, use your voice and find a mentor. Yeah. And um, understand that in tech, there's so many different roles that you can go into. It doesn't mean you have to sit in front of a computer all day and code. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Seema. You have such an interesting life story and I'm totally impressed on how you actually managed through this difficult situation that you had as a young woman and the way you progressed within VMware and also congratulations again of uh, to being part of the CTO ambassador program I think you're uniquely um, suited for that program because you're so passionate about what we do here so thank you for coming on this interview yeah, thank you so much for having me